Nope. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if this is a place to tell you what a glory hole is, though, but supposed to do we shut it down hey buddy hey, hey bo yeah. what are we doing here welcome to telefriend <laughs> where, 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 where. Uh, i had a, a rock solid welcome telefriend welcome to telefriends we're playing the messages you leave at 304-518-jams who leaves them jams what who leaves them welcome to telefriends Jams. A call-in comedy podcast where we're playing the messages that you, our callers, leave on the voicemail at 304-518-Jams. My name is Bo. You're Bo. This is Casey. Hello. Casey hasn't heard any of these messages. Not not a one. But I've heard them all. Yes, you have. For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it with call number this one. Hey, telephones. I like that the, um placeholder messages now just become the message um what's co- i haven't heard the placeholder message in a while let's look let's call it right now let's i want to put it on speakerphone because we get a lot of calls about our message and i don't know what it is anymore i think we let, made a message a stand-in message for when you were missing mm-hmm. oh fuck that's what it sounds like <laughs> whoa <laughs> I wish I could shorten the rings too, but. Yeah. Can, can you just decline? Can I? Don't decline. Oh, right. This is a placeholder message for Telefriend. It really says placeholder. Yeah, we. I'm trying something new, and so there'll be a new message here soon. But in the meantime, leave a message. And we will send <laughs> our podcast. Was that my job? <laughs> it's because you made the placeholder. You're the one who made me change it to placeholder. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's time. been there a long time. We gotta change that message. Because there wasn't a message for a while. Do, should I do it right now? Yeah. Do you do? I use the computer to do it. Let, let, well, it's right here, and, I, and as we know, I'm signed up. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Fuck, wait. I thought you were doing What am I going to say? Thank you for calling 304518 Jams. No, you say telephones, then I'll do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go perfectly one shot. <laughs> We're going to we're only do one shot. I'm not doing it twice. <laughs> you better be ready. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you can't even you can't even get started. Shit. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. You gotta call me from the fucking computer. I gotta call you. God damn it! What? We're never getting out of this hole. <laughs> How does this work? You have to from the. From Google Voice, you've got to try. You've got to have it ring my phone. How do I do that? Okay, I say call. What's your number? yeah? Where it says voicemail, do new phone to call with Hangouts. No. Phone to call with Casey. No. Go to where it says. I don't know if I'm ready. So you want me to press the button? Yeah, we'll see what happens. 
I have no idea what I'm going to say. Just start out with thank you for calling Telefriends. <laughs> <laughs> Telefriends. Grafton, West Virginia. That's where our phone number is from. Hi, you just reached a voicemail for Telefriends. Shit. <laughs> Yo, it's a podcast. You called it. Leave a message for it. This sucks. <laughs> we have to do another one. Fuck this nonsense, dog. Come on. Jams. <laughs> that can't be our fucking uploading message. All right. Stop recording your greeting after the tone. When you are finished, press down. Thanks for calling Telefriends. A uh, call-in podcast at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Leave a message about whatever, and we'll play it if it doesn't suck. I don't like using the word suck. <laughs> Sorry, dog. Thank you for calling. Leave a message. I'm sure it'll be great because we love you. Bye. Your current is- Works for me. All right. Uh, so it's nice. Uh, anyways, uh, hey, Bo. Hi. Um, glad to hear that you like rap snacks. I do. Uh, I'm also very disappointed that you had already heard of rap snacks. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised, but. You know, um, glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Wait, um, before you get into that, two things. One, um, I demolished all of the rap snacks. <laughs> What's the third bag? I don't even remember. We had the, the Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap, <laughs> Wap snack, <laughs> fetty wap rap jalapeno snack. honey. Those are my least favorite. Okay. Uh, but then next in line were the deli cheese flavor uh, Fabulous chips. Uh, it was the Fabulous. I couldn't remember Which what it was. Sort of like cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Okay. Except a tad bit better. Okay. They were dope. But Amigos ones were the shit, man. Yeah. You had them? Oh, the other thing I want to say is that uh, I got a dope-ass t-shirt in that package from Gutter Snake Press. Yeah, you did. So, you know, call those dudes for your printing needs in Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> it occurs to me uh, occasionally, probably all too often while driving. Uh, I live in the South. You guys live in Texas, so I'm sure you're, you encounter this phenomenon as well. But pickup trucks with lift kits... Uh, is it, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Are you an asshole before you put the lift kit on the truck or does putting the lift kit on the truck turn you it, into an asshole? It'll help. And makes you super aggressive while driving. Uh, and why have Instagram handles started to appear on the back windows That's of those giant question. trucks? I don't know if you've seen this, but it's starting to happen a lot. Um, so <laughs> lift kits, assholes, uh, which way does that work? Uh, all right. Bye. Yeah, thank you for your call. I have a theory about lift kits. I will follow every, every social day. media handle that I see on the side of a car. 100%. I'm in. No matter. I'm, I'm not promising lifetime commitment, but you're going to get a couple days out of me. What are you doing here? Let's see what happens. Do you have a... Do you, why, why are lift kits on a truck? Why do you need a lift kit on a truck? It's a, it lo- look at me, right? It's like... I think it's to make room for your truck now. Oh, really? Because your truck nuts are dragging? You need a lift kit to get them up off the ground? Speed bumps? You're bouncing them off? Is that what it is? <laughs> your truck nuts are all bruised and battered. <laughs> what you need is a lift kit. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. Because it's like usually a car that's not very high off the ground gets the lift kit, right? It's like a... It's a lot of times trucks. Yeah. Which already have pretty high clearance. I'm trying to think of a situation where I'll be like, yeah, you know what this needs is this lift kit. I don't think there's a time that you never been like you you never felt like you never felt like you needed to be lifted. I like to get lifted. 
<laughs> Don't get me wrong. Is the dog in the room? <laughs> yes. Awesome. She has a beautiful jacket on. How does that work? How does a thunder? Why is a thunder shirt a thing? Did you see that uh, documentary about that lady who? If it's how thunder shirts work, no, I clearly did not. The horse whisperer or whatever. Temple Grandin. Yeah, it works on the same principles that Temple Grandin like. Okay, follow up question: How does it work when Temple Grandin does it with horses? <laughs> she like activates fucking like specific pressure points that like chills them out, and they're like in their like armpits essentially, but they don't have arms. <laughs> So they're so the whole jacket part's not necessary. No, it's like it, you have to. It's compression is what's chilling them out. It's like those pressure points and the compression. So it's like a it's like chakra like, acupuncture style. Yeah, acupressure. Style. Acupressure, yes. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if I buy it. Well, it's working for her. Next call, please. Okay. Hello, Teddy friend. Whoa. This- yeah, hold on. Let me start by saying, like, this was a last-minute edition. Yeah. Like this dude left the message seconds before you knocked on the door. Okay. It's an amazing call. And I think it's a first-time call. Hello, Teddy friends. This is Arthur Friedrich Pennyweather. I'm an assistant professor at um, <coughs> Fort Hounds Community College. Okay, so I am an excavator, an archaeologist for soft drinks in the Americas. Not South America. I don't quite want to get stabbed just yet. But I have sitting in front of me I have four soft drinks of the Mountain Dew variety that I have uh, excavated over the years. And uh, I need your help, telefriends. Uh, uh, so these are uh, Mountain Dews that are um, licensed through mostly video games. And I need you to tell Halo me what orange. flavor they are. Okay? Let's start. In front of me, I have... <clears throat> Mountain Dew Game Fuel for Halo 4. And I'd like you to tell me what flavor that is. Uh, keep in mind, none of these flavors are the standard Mountain Dew variety. They are all uh, unique in some way. So The Halo one's like an orange something. I stopped consuming caffeine some years ago, so I, don't, I, I haven't had any. I think it's I think it's an orient. I've had a lot of dew in my life. I've slammed a lot of dews, my friend. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I do I've done the dew. I've done did the dew. You don't do the dew. I... <laughs> you but you've done dude. I don't do the dew, I done did the dew. <laughs> you dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dude. I'm past tense dude. D E W apostrophe D dude. <laughs> cool dude. Uh, then we have uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. For World of Warcraft, but this one, um, it has a, uh, a grimy-looking fellow on it. He's green. Uh, he's, uh, I believe he's an orc. So uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel for World of Warcraft, but the orc one. And sitting next to that, I have Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're also in love with the implication that there's a range of World of Warcraft for, for Mountain sure. Dews. What? So I want to say that's like, a, was it a purple Nissan? I want to say that one's like a purple, like a dark like a color. Because if he's a, like, a green dude on the color, yeah, what's going to pop that, with that? Yeah, you got to get that tertiary pop. Mm-hmm. Do game fuel, uh, and it's um, a blue variety, and it has a, um, a rather buxom-looking young woman with purple skin. I think she's a night elf. Um, uh, <laughs> and this is a uh, Mountain Dew game fuel for World of Warcraft for the Alliance. Ooh. And last but certainly we know not that least, one's blue. He said, "This is um." But that would be like shock and raz. Like yeah, it's it's a it's a it's razzin. <laughs> That's a razzin, dude. 
Mountain Dew. Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I would quite give it away. I'm going to tell you what it was um, <laughs> licensed for. This is Mountain Dew licensed for The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, only in theaters. Go inside Gotham City and rule the streets with dew. Uh, that was uh, printed on the side of the bottle. Uh, so thank you very much, Taylor friends. Uh, you know, your your contribution to my efforts uh, will be will be quite substantial to the um, uh, Five Towns uh, community college. Thank you. I think it was four towns the first time. <laughs> Thanks, Professor. So, what do you think that the Dark Knight Rises flavor was? Tears. Do you think it was a Crystal Dew? Crystal Dew. For crystal tears. For crystal dudes. <laughs> I think a that dude. I think a new dude. What would you want your? I, I got at least half of those right. If you were for sure, if you were gonna, because I can't drink it, so you got to be the guy who tests it and, and designs it. If we were gonna do a Telefriends do an extreme dish, Telefriends do, what would you want that flavor to be? Oh man, you got to start with the color and work backwards, right? Yeah, what, I, I feel like we're a. I feel like we. I feel like we would gravitate towards an orange. Yeah, like a bright orange. You're shaking your head. No, we haven't. We haven't been guests here. She shouldn't hear. No. No, I, I wouldn't think the orange either. Are we team blue? I think we're blue guys. Blues, blues. We're blue dudes. <laughs> blues is what we'll call blues? it. Uh, we're blues. Yeah. All right. I think a uh, a super like Windexy blue. Oh yeah, and it could be cream soda. Yeah, it could. Yeah, like a knee high blue cream. Cream soda. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we could even do a, a caffeine-free... Fucking, can we talk about how gross Game Fuel is as an idea? Like, come on, man. Game Fuel. <clears throat> you need to get fueled up for you get gaming, man. I guess. Hey, guys. It's Brendan. Hey! Um, I was at the Greyhound station uh, in Austin earlier today. You know. Congratulations. And I saw a dude who looked like he D-D. could very well have been Action Bronson. And like, I'm... If I weren't completely sure that Action Bronson wouldn't be at the Greyhound station in Austin, like I have a hard time believing it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> it was like total doppelganger style. Anyway, what I'm wondering is uh, if you guys have any near celebrity sightings uh, that you could talk about. Um, my my favorite actual celebrity sighting was when I was a little kid. I was at Big Five Sporting Goods in Encino, which is like a Southern California sporting goods store. Used to be anyway. Uh, and this was like 1984, and I saw Eric Estrada in there buying a glove Whoa. for his kid. It was amazing. I was like freaking out. That's still my dad goes, "Come on, leave him alone." He's just he's in there buying a glove with his kid. It's just a guy. And my dad was totally right, um, but nonetheless, I was excited. So anyway, celebrity and or near celebrity sightings. Bye. Thanks, man. So, so do you think Eric Estrada like then probably was like, "Yeah, thanks for not bothering me," but like Eric's. Estrada now would be like, please, please, please c- come talk to me. <laughs> Do you think, I feel like Eric Estrada seems like pretty secure in his fame level. Because he does a lot of like, I used to be famous punchline VH1. Yeah, I, th- I think he's cool with, I think he, he'd, he'd be, he's much cooler now if somebody came up and being like, I still remember you. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you remember <clears> him <throat> from being like the sample guy who's like no longer famous. But he's, you know what it, I mean? And are all those guys just waiting for their like Tarantino? They, they all want to get travolted? I don't know if they do, man. I think that like a lot of those guys have like a pretty comfortable low hassle lifestyle low, low hassle lifestyle set up with, on the convention circuit. Yeah, that can't be. That's gotta be. I think that's like hella lucrative for those people. 
I, I guess they're not all doing it for their art, are they? They're like not like wanting to express themselves through acting and yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> right? Or are they all trying to direct a thing? I don't think so. I think that a lot of those people, like Barbara Eden, is like totally chill with being like, oh, like twenty times a year, I get put up in a pretty decent hotel room in like a weird little town, and I fucking sign shit, and I have the same conversation seven hundred times. Yeah, and I get fucking yeah. twenty grand. It's chill. Like it's not so bad. Seems like a pretty good deal. Or you can fucking go to work every day. I grew up in West Virginia. I have never seen a famous person. You've met famous Until I moved away. Until I went anywhere else. What's, do you have a favorite celebrity encounter? No. They're all like unremarkable and boring. Have I told you the story about the most famous person I've ever met? I can't believe we we haven't talked about this on this show. I don't think we have. Alright, what is it? There was a time where I was working at a clothing store. And Drew Barrymore came in? The Gap, yeah. I was not working at The Gap, although I have worked at The Gap. Baby Gap, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drew Barrymore came in, and we kind of shut the store down, which is a thing that didn't really happen at this place. But Drew Barrymore is sort of like, you, you sort of fucking forget how fucking famous Drew Barrymore is, but she's like really famous. <laughs> um, for, for a long time now. Yeah. For her. So, so, so shutting it down means like you go over and lock the door behind her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're chill for a minute. Yeah. And she was in there for a while and like it was cool, but weird or whatever. And then I was looking out the window because the store was locked and there was only one customer and like my coworker was handling the, the Barrymore account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I was just chilling uh, and I was looking out the window and there was this dude who had ordered a pizza and picked up a pizza from the pizza place, which was next door to the clothing store. The Papa Jones. Right. And that person was standing on the corner holding their pizza, going to walk it across the street back to their car, drive away. But the thing about it was that dude was in a full, like, movie-grade Stormtrooper costume, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I was like, they're, like, fucking around with some clothes, and I was like, y'all, there's a Stormtrooper out here with a pizza. (laughs) They were like, oh, shit. And so then Drew Barrymore ran outside and took a selfie with that dude, but he was still in his mask. Yeah. he could never really prove it. <laughs> They're like, okay, Jeff, we all know you've got a perfect replica Stormtrooper outfit and you love pizza. But those two things, and you're the biggest Drew Barrymore fan in the world. But that does not lead me <laughs> to believe that this picture of Drew Barrymore is you. Yeah. <laughs> right, because also, he didn't ask for it. Like, she took the selfie with her phone. Yeah. So, like... Uh, like he probably can't see very well so like maybe he doesn't even know who he is with <laughs> okay alright I'm just trying to get this pizza but while she was out there this is what was crazy is like while she was out there for like 10 seconds she, she was like spotted and like mobbed it was yeah. crazy you hard day's night yeah it was weird not really but kind of <laughs> uh, uh, let me try to think uh, I used the urinal beside a backstreet boy once <laughs> yo you check his dick out no, no, we didn't dick check. <laughs> and I said, aren't, and we were like, I got done and we, I was washing my hands and he was standing beside me. I go, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> okay. That, that's about it. Back streets, back. All right. So, as we all know, music for the past many, many years, is uh, heavily reliant on samples, specifically rap, hip-hop, pop, things of this nature. And that's awesome. 
there's so many great samples being used out there, so many great artists using samples in such a unique way. And then there's also some artists that use them in not so unique <clears throat> way. Um, my question here is, out of all of the samples, what do you think are the top five most sampled drum breaks of all time? <laughs> also, I, I prefer what something do you more think specific. Is the worst use of one of those top five drum breaks, and what is the best use of one of those top five drum breaks? I know you're a man who is into the samples. He's talking to you. I've heard it firsthand. I, like I want to free know what you samples. Gotta say. All right, my man. Take your easy out there. Hey, Lid. All right. Bye. Well, there's a <laughs> shout out to our special guest in the studio. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Tubes. Um, do what are you, what are you, are you Lydia? Is that who you are? Is that how we address you on the show? You kind of get to decide for yourself, like. Well, you've used your name on calls before, so My I think it's safe. Persona? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm cool with Lid. I don't know what the top five. <laughs> well, the little bits of chicken at Chick Fil A, um, like the Chinese place that will give you anything. I mean, I know it's not really a sample, but Long John Silver's will give you a boat of those crispy things for like a quarter. That was always pretty good. Funky Drummer is a big one. The Cookie Place would do like sugar cookies c- cut up in bits, and you could get a piece of those. Ooh, any ice cream place. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, there was a place in my hometown mall Rodeo? called. Called, I just caught on to what this joke was about. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's what's called. It's called the uh, big loafer, what? and they would do like this. <laughs> what they call the Italian loaf. It's like a bread sandwich, giant hunk of thing. That was always a good sample because they'd put out a whole one, and you just go up and be like, "You're like a 15 year old mall rat." You buy one Taco Bell cup for a dollar, free samples at the big loafer, and the rest on the arcade, the gold mine. Or the tilt. Whoa. Yeah. Two? Well, the gold mine shut down and til- the tilt took over. So, have you heard the. Do you, are you familiar with James? Drums? Brown, I've heard them. Drummer, funky drummer break? No. <clears throat> you, you're Is this like the Wilhelm scream? Yeah, kind of. Like it's, it's used like, in a ton of things? There's a few. Yeah, yeah. There's a few Wilhelm screams in there, mm-hmm. and this is definitely one of them. Go! I want to go! One, two, three, four, get it! Oh yeah. Anyway, that's, that's funky drummer. That's, that one's like in quite the. Um, one of the other big ones is the Amen break that you hear about the, from the um from the song by called uh, Amen Brother by the Winston. Uh, that break goes like this. Yeah. Like, uh, and like smack my bitch up by fucking prodigy and shit. Like that's like everybody. Um, I don't care for your language. Fair enough. I don't know what the shittiest use of those are. I do have some favorite samples though. Do you? No. You don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, and uh, they are. <laughs> Insert that joke I just did for. 10 minutes. <laughs> I really like fucking um, Morning Sunrise by Weldon Irvine. This shit is one of my favorite samples. Ooh, 
like in that. Uh, That Jay Z song "Dear Summer" that he put on Memphis Bleak's album. This one is one of my favorite, like most used ones. Uh, but I'm not like that crazy. Like I don't know that specific about drum samples. I just like I'm interested in samples in general. So like, this shit was on "Miss Me" by Drake, "Drive Slow" by I Kanye hear, West, "Shorty Wanna Be a Thug." I want to hear the original, and then I want to hear the sample used. Yeah. This is so. This is morning. This is yeah. Wildflower. Oh yeah. You've heard that a bunch of places. Yeah. It's fucking so good. It's that. So this is Drive Slow. Is that Kanye West? It's like, yeah, it's like just that, isn't it? Pretty much. I'm saying it's in a ton of songs. I love those fucking samples. Uh, Really, I played that call because Tobes is the best, even though I don't know how to answer his question. But his lady love is in the studio with us. Your friend, my sister. My favorite drum sample. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia Lee. Howdy. In the house. Yeah. Do you no. like scoot over a little bit and fucking share some space? Oh my god. Sharing a mic. <clears throat> Sharing a microphone. We got a call earlier this week. It goes like this. What up, dude, the door? I was just wondering if you have you even seen the GQ style magazine devoted to Brad Pitt in America's National Parks. It's ridiculous! (laughs) I would just like to comment on that, see if you've seen it, and wish you a great day. Thank you for your call. Mm -hmm. Did did you bring in this magazine with you? Oh, no, but I can go get it really fast. Please. So, okay, so I've seen this thing, but Lydia wanted to show it to you. It's hard for me to, first of all. Okay, yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I wish we had like a video. He's got like a like that people could see this. A Hawaiian shirt that's a little bit like I uh, might be on fire kind of thing going on. Well, here, like, you hold it... up the shit, and I'll fucking videotape it so that we can put it on the website. Ooh, ooh la la. Okay. Yeah. All right. Monumental. It says monumental. Uh huh. You can hardly tell. And monumental <laughs> is what is to follow. <laughs> Oh, oh, clearly the focus here is the beautiful white sands dunes. What is he looking at? What's he thinking? What's he thinking with that pose? (laughs) He looks like he's trying to impersonate Stevie Wonder or something. He's just about to go, huh? (laughs) Oh, fuck this. It looks like he's an insect or something. I think it looks like he's doing a dwarf routine. I don't like anything in this. This one's my favorite. It's coming up. Fuck you. He's in a fight club with the sky. I bet you I can do a cartwheel. Brad, you don't have to do a cartwheel. Just go home. And halfway through. Come on, dog. Yeah, I think so. But I think he's like, I'm not too What? (laughs) Well, it's the marionette. It's Brad Pitt's classic move. Like, is this a joke? It's not a Brad Pitt picture until he does the marionette. All right. That was 85 pictures of Brad Pitt. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Sam. I've got three jams for you. Number one, car seat headrest. Heavy powers. You love that Number band. two, yeah. there's an album label called New 
Retro Wave. And uh, they've got this album called Magnetron. From that one, yeah, I would recommend uh, either the Carpenter Bruce song ajar. or the Crystal uh, Protocol song. We might start that Number one. three is a local band here from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Lizard Police. Check them out. They'll love you as much as we love you. This is my lizard. Bye. That's what your lizard? <laughs> I think it's called Wizard Police. <laughs> you heard what you heard. I heard what I heard. <laughs> There's well. one of those bands I would go see. <laughs> lizard Teeth or Wizard Police? <laughs> that, I mean, you're you. We should play the Car Seat Head Res one, right? Yeah, I know that one. It's good. Say like a... Yeah, that sounds still real good. You fucking have jammed this album a lot. Yeah. I think we've had a couple, at least one jam out of it. Yeah. It's a fucking good one, man. Yeah. It's like... So they did, they did the thing where, like, they re-recorded a song. Weird. For, like, a radio version. Was it good? No, it was terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, the album track is really good. Which one? I would love to tell you. That's how I felt about After the break. when Bone Thugs and Harmony came out with the video version of Crossroads. Yeah. That video was terrible, by the way. But the album version of Crossroads is the shit. Is it like seven minutes longer or something? That's just like a different song altogether. So, <clears throat> this is Destroyed by Hippie Powers by Car Seat Headrest. Yeah. It's great. It is. Sam, thank you for your call. Thanks, Sam. Is Sam a first-time caller? Sam is a first-time caller. Yeah, welcome. Or at least a first-time naming himself caller? Yes. There we go. We should keep a list. Welcome aboard, Sam. It's great to have you on the Telefriends Miracle Network. So when it's the holidays, we know who to thank baby Jesus for <laughs> calling our show and who to hate. Where you at, mom? So here's a couple of things. Okay. One, normally I would have you pre- have prepared a jam out for you this. You did not ask me to But I did not ask you to do that. <gasps> because I was in a fucking car yesterday with Lydia Lee and my lovely wife, Amanda. And I swear to God, this song came on the radio, friend. Okay. I know I said I had put this to bed. What are you doing to me? I swear to God. This fucking thing? Give it a listen. Tell me what you hear. (laughs) I think I know where you're going with it. I was like freaking out trying to Shazam this shit, being like, stop the car! Stop the car! <laughs> what is it? This? It gets better, dog! The song is called Samashaka. What station were you listening to that plays Samashaka? By Golden Dawn Orchestra. <laughs> Duh. Now, now that you've played it, of course we all recognize it. <laughs> but listen. Samashaka. That's the Chaka-Ka part. Yeah. That's it. 
fuck, man. I was like, the sky opened up. I felt so good. I was like, I can't fucking believe That's this came on amazing. the radio. You just happened to hear it on the radio. Yeah. I was like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> like, <laughs> in the panel, like, this is fucking what? <laughs> so, asked and answered, tech support. That's Samashaka by Golden Dawn Orchestra. I can't believe that you heard that on the radio. It's so crazy. It was so crazy. We were just talking about this. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that, uh, that, because uh, that LCD sound system song that, that Rachel brought in was like pretty close, pretty fucking close. And I was like <laughs> willing to walk away from that bit. But then <laughs> that happened. Is uh, that like a song that's becoming popular? Like, is it happening more? And well, no, but they're like playing that fest here in the next couple of days. Oh. You remember? Solstice fest. Ooh, welcome to another episode of Name That Film. I'm your host, Campish Ampersand, and as always, if our contestants are unable to come up with a name for the film I describe, I will be returned to the processing facility. Let's begin. A boy watches an egg he found hatch into something incredible, but how long can he keep such a big secret from his mom and the Scottish government? What? All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready, let's name that film. That's my Nessie. That's that's my Nessie? <laughs> yep. I was going to say don't mess with Nessie. Yeah. Well, if you want to be cutesy about it. <laughs> I w- really? Because it's going to have like one of those European titles. It's like, that's a little unwieldy. Why did you name it that? And it just kind of <laughs> happens. Like like what? Like I can't think of an example. It's one that's called like Last of the Summer Jasmine or something like that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Last of the Summer Jasmine. It's a, it's 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 a movie like when they made the script and they put it together. They're like, oh, this is gonna be like a major release, but it was an ABC Family mm-hmm. release entirely. Right. Like they were like, oh, we do not have the budget for this. Is anybody else anywhere we can put this movie out? And ABC Family's like, we've got an hour. <laughs> do you remember that time I made you a Scotch egg and brought it to work? Yeah, I want to say that that was pretty early on in our friendship. And that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> it was pretty weird. It was weird. Well, I don't think you like like Casey will want this. I, I think it's like you was had a little extra bit. Wood, I did like... make more for me to have. Yes, but I was like, I bet Casey would fuck with a Scotch egg. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> can, can I just say um, I'd like to suggest don't tell mom about the egg in the bagpipe. Yeah. Okay. Or just Scotch egg. Or Scotch egg. <laughs> Eggsy, and it's like a cute little monster thing on the cover, <laughs> <laughs> with a Scottish tartan. Yeah, and the whole time he he's like everybody and who sees it and the kid and the entire movie are like, oh, this is clearly a baby Nessie, you know? Right. He lives on Loch Ness and everything, but it turns out it's an alien, mm-hmm. and it devours the world. <laughs> Whoa, that's a twist! <laughs> Holy shit! And this is called "That's My Nessie." <laughs> no, this one's called. Terror egg. <laughs> and the whole time you're like, why is this called terror egg? This is so pleasant. Chicken or the monster. Sometime the egg breaks you. <laughs> Town weirdo who figures it out first. Played by <laughs> Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> I don't know who plays the little kid, but town drunk. Russian comedian. <laughs> yeah. 
we got a caller from way back, and he's back in business. Oh. Hey, tell friends. Hey. It's Science Corner. It's yeah. I know. So I was going to talk about we need uh, for for maybe a couple segments of radiation. Like a um, there are two kinds of radiation out there. It's a little science Ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. Ionizing Non-ionizing radiation. radiation is pretty common. Non-ionizing <laughs> radiation is just any kind of energy that we pick up that doesn't result in ionization. It's things like visible light, and radio waves, and microwaves. And in general, non-ionizing radiation is completely harmless, yeah. except that the there is so much of it that it's actually heating you up and burning you. Whoa. Think microwaves, right? Getting cooked like a hot dog. To give you a sense of how extreme this can be, there was a uh, there was a radio, a commercial radio transmitter, station WLW in uh, I think it was like Indianapolis, and WLW operated at a power of 500 kilowatts. And to put this in in terms, in you know, some kind of context, 500 kilowatts is 500 microwave microwave ovens operating at full power, blasting radiation. Uh, more like killer watts. Um, it was so powerful that people living around the radio station would pick up the radio broadcast just by just by sitting in their beds and hearing the vibration of the box spring mattress in their bed. It was so powerful that commercial radio stations as far away as Toronto would be overpowered by the signal coming from WLW. Jesus. And yet nobody got sick from it. It was it was not a health risk. Um, people, people did not die because of it. In contrast, ionizing radiation sounds like big radio. And you can receive a lethal dose of ionizing radiation without even feeling. This is a podcast. Ionizing radiation <laughs> operates in a totally different way. And Already, I know we'll talk about that more on the next segment. Whoa! He leaves us hanging on the ionization of radiation. I, I used to have a job, uh huh, where we would take. Uh, x-rays of industrial pipes yeah so we'd have like this machine and you'd crank the machine and would send out this tube and like <clears throat> you'd have to be like around the corner and you'd hit a button on this machine and it would shoot the piece of irradiated material out to the end of the tube to flash <laughs> against the photo paper yes and you pick it up and then suck it back into the th- machine in w- safety w- when did you have this job in the 1920s <laughs> yeah, it feels like <laughs> the other part of the job was we'd go to like an oil refinery in like set up cameras or blasting radiation through these thick-ass pipes. Jesus, You'd have to put photo paper on the other side. And, like, part of my job was telling oil refinery workers that they couldn't work. Oh, cool. They were like, cool. Yeah. I'd just be like, you can't go over here. And they'd be like, go fuck yourself, (laughs) 20-year-old asshole. Yeah, it was the worst job I've ever had. I got nothing else. That story wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) What? What? That can't be true. It was a weird job. Like I would work, I had to work like every day of the week for like five months, okay, with no days off. And I would go and I'd work like twelve-hour days. I would go and like there would be whole days where I would just sit in a trailer in front of like a space heater and just be cold because it was like December and freezing and snowing. Did you get like a TV? Because it was like we could only go and shoot if they were if the workers weren't there and like. Their contracts made them have to work so often. So it was like we'd find windows of an hour and we'd run in and like take x-rays of machines and then run back out. And I sat in that trailer with like five dudes who I did not care for. 
for months. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> and then one day, like, my job changed and I wasn't, like, that stopped somebody from doing things. I was, like, the car around in a pipe guy and set up the <laughs> photo paper. So that's, like, like you know, I'm climbing around these pipes that are, like, six stories up. And, like, I was, like, okay, I need my radiation detector and I need my radiation alarm. It's, like, things that you have to have. Like, alarm that just goes off if you're in high radiation. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll get you one next time. <laughs> and I was like, nah, dog. <laughs> Do you remember the three days of watching horrible videos of what happens to people who get irradiated with this stuff? Yeah, I, I, I want one. And he's like, we'll get you one tomorrow. And I was like, nah. And the next morning, he tells my, the guy picked me up every day. And it, uh, he, I was like, hey, did you get that thing for me? It's like six in the morning. It's going to pick me up. And he's like, no, I'll get it for you tomorrow. I was like, yeah, don't come get me. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going to die for this job. Yeah. That's a little much. He's like, "He's like, you're never going to get another job in this field. I was like, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> Fantastic. This is excellent news. <laughs> I'm going to live. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Click. <laughs> you hung up on him yeah. in your front yard. I gave him, I gave him the Oasis. <laughs> So, uh, we have a call, and I want you to know if you can tell me what the f*** this lady is talking about. Hey, I want to help you guys um, set a milestone with your oldest caller ever, mm -hmm. 81 years old. Uh, she has a message for you. She's listened to a couple episodes, and she has a message for you about, uh, about language. Yeah, Casey, you've got a little girl growing up. And when she gets about two years old, you're going to have to watch that language because she's going to start repeating everything you say. And believe me, I know. Have a good day, baby. Bye. I know this old lady. She sounds amazing. That's Vivian. She's Vivian. the best. What up, Vivian? Yeah, she's right. Vivian's so, so, so this caller is like my best friend's grandma who pretty much raised him. I was always her. Oh, oh, he lived with her. And like we'd go to his house, and I, I remember like being fifteen and be like, "Gotta watch the fucks. Can't have too many fucks. Gotta, gotta watch the language." Because my house is a little more freewheeling than yeah. a lot of people's houses. We're from a rock and roll family. Yeah, and every time I do it, she'd give me like the look, like, "Hmm, hmm." But so uh, now you're known as curse word Casey. Yeah, but my mom cursed like a sailor, and I'm not so bad. Like I don't do it too inappropriately. Oh no, I'm not so worried about it. You're the one who apologizes every five seconds for cursing in front of children. Thanks, Viv. She's she's a. When does Vivian get to meet K-Tech? Uh, whenever K-Tech gets road ready and it starts traveling the world. Gets over that road rage. Yeah. What's up, K-Tech? Let's give a special shout out. K-Tech. <laughs> it's also um, we've been fucking this up. Yo, thanks, Taku, for the use. We forgot. A, I forgot it once ever. I forgot a lot. Of yeah, you. Since I've been gone, you've forgotten every time. Taku lets us use our theme song. Um, supposed to do off the album "Do What You Love," and it's fucking amazing when he lets us do that yeah that's great um has this been telefriends this has been telefriends <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like you're doing a, you're doing a uh, wrapping up talk yeah this is wrapping it up talk i'm wrapping it up you should start doing it in a rap no my name is boo and i'm here to I sing can't, can't i'm here to close podcast like <laughs> in a podcast way in a podcast podcast way yeah <laughs> well, the callers for calling how can they, people find us on the internet? Uh, they can find us at uh, Facebook slash Telefriends. They can find us Twitter, Tele underscore friends, right? Yeah. Facebook.com slash Telefriends Podcast. We're 
Yeah, we're all over the fucking internet. <laughs> so, so, so how this works, special guest, is every time we end the show, Bo tries to get me to, to say all the social media stuff. Yeah. And every time I say something like, hey, you know, we're on the internet, Bo's like, come on, man. We gotta do it. You're right. And then, then the one time, the few times I turn it back on him and like, yeah, where are we? He does exactly the same thing. Well, yeah, we're on the internet. We both have to get over it then. Because what we're doing is we're being... Uh, what we're like this is like false humility we don't want to like fucking impose upon you to to deign to suggest that you would follow us on the internet even though you're already listening to our fucking podcast yeah 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 really interested in our yeah 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 so we should be like yo thank you for listening if you want to fucking know more shit about us i think we should say like like you should follow us on facebook because we're starting doing shit on there besides like posting links we're gonna start actually yeah. putting content on the internet yeah. from us some, and that's the best way for you to like tell your friends about it like share a clip that we put up and if that you know like yeah, hey or, you might think this is funny or this is pertinent to your interests and you're a big brad pitt in the park fan so try this out <laughs> you love brad pitt in national park <laughs> i know this about two you. things you love sandy pit <laughs> <laughs> it's a sandy ass pit and a fucked up cartwheel. Can I... Sorry, Vivian. Say something. Um, you might want I was really impressed that you guys are on Stitcher. Yeah, we're on Stitcher. That... And Podbean. And Pocket Casts. And fucking Google Play. That's amazing. I thought that was for big time for. things. That this is a big time thing. Hey, we're fucking big time. Yay. I'm about, um, to, I'm about to big time you, Bo. What does that mean? You'll see. So, but there's three things that you can do for us at Telefriends uh, that are the most important. One, you can listen to our show. This week and next week. Thank you so much for doing that. Two, you can uh, tell a friend about, tell a friend so that we can expand our audience. And three, you can leave us a message at 30504518James. So, yeah, I was preparing my ass off for this episode, right? And I was, like, writing notes about the calls and things. And then I started listening to this call, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. I don't even want to fuck this up. It's so good. Warrior poet of the Wolven Steps, Casey, you yeah. are blizzit. Fourth of 20. twenty, far-seeing hedge wizard with a canonically nasal speaking voice. <laughs> Traveling beside Shit. you is Chongo Many Rips, sometimes magical rapscallion with a penchant for sudden violence. You stand outside the fabled halls of Hijink, hoping to gain access to its manifold mysteries. Impeding your progress is a carnivorous crew of harrowing high cougars. They circle you <laughs> hungrily, and then, as one, they pounce. Shit. Cracking his wizardly knuckles, Blazit produces and strikes his gravity gong, tearing and reforming the very laws of reality. Blazit's voice temporarily lowers an octave as mid-leap, the high cougars are crushed to the ground, their mass multiplied a hundredfold in this new space-time paradigm. His mighty calves creaking under the weight of the gong spell, Stonan approaches the feline pizza. From his pouch, he produces an herbalism kit and what you, dear listener, might know as a conga drum. 
He then proceeds to incant a haiku so layered in truths, so pristine in delivery, that it can only be received by human ears from within the safe confines of the previous episode. <laughs> Hearing this heroic haiku, the haikugers let loose a haunting wail of pleasure, each mm. reciting a final line before unraveling one last time. Three questions. Three gods, one guard's riches, two guard death, one speaks truth always. With the Haikugars defeated, the massive stone gate of the Halls of Hijink begins to rumble open. The Guardian's gravelly voice rumbles as well. You've solved my riddle. I can stop speaking haiku. <laughs> it has been five weeks. Shango lets loose a victorious whoop and quickly Woo! hits the gravity gong for good fortune before bounding ahead into the shadows. Following in Chango's footsteps <laughs> through so. tunnels unsoiled by the gaze of man, you soon find yourselves at a three-pronged fork in the path. Above each door, carved into the very stone itself, is the face of a long-forgotten deity. Straight ahead of you, a bull god, stern and many-horned. To your right, a crow lord, watching and judging. To your left, an notes. abacus, silently counting the seconds over millennia. The Guardian speaks again. Ask your questions, three. Earn your riches or your doom. Guess I like haikus. <laughs> Chongo pipes up, examining the freezes closely. I'd, uh, rather have the riches than the doom. What. Do. You. Do. Yeah. Alright, so. The problem here is, is the answer to this devastating riddle lies in what the Haikugers told us as they died. Yeah, don't remember what that was. I, one, lot, one is telling the truth, uh -huh. and I don't remember what the other two things were. So this is a riddle that we will never solve. <laughs> but we have the recording. Yeah. Right here. Play it back for me. <laughs> I said play it back, but... Three questions. Right. Three gods. That makes sense. One god's riches. Two god death. Okay. One speaks truth always. Uh, All right, so there's three. Two, two, two behind lie death. One behind lies treasure. And only one of them. Only one, one, one always, always telling, telling the, the truth. truth. But the other two could be telling the truth or not. Yes. So this is a logic puzzle. We get. We can ask them questions. Isn't the question who's li who lies? That would tell or are you lying? Yeah, but isn't that? Do you tell the truth? What, no. It, what would that tell you? I'm, no, I'm almost there. I've heard this one. I think you're on the right track for sure. Yeah. Okay. So are you lying? No, that's not it. Am I lying? Do you think I'm pretty? How pretty am I? How pretty am I? How pretty am I? <laughs> we need Brad Pitt for this one. All right, we need to ask three questions. We need to ask one question three times or three questions? 
I don't know. <laughs> but Blazit knows what, the, oh, cause what he, to do. No, Blazit is going to cast. It's not even. It's not even cast. It's 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 a racial ability that had not. It's a class ability that hedge wizards get. Okay. It's going into the chrysalis. I'm going into a chrysalis. Like, I'm forming chrysalis about me. A, and then... Like a chrysalis is when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Yes. Uh, Blazit 4 of 20 is the caterpillar. Uh, okay. <laughs> when he emerges, Blazit 5 of 20. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> it should be Blazit 6 of 9. It's, it's Blazit quarter. <laughs> quarter? Oh, all right. Yeah. What does that dude do? What to find out. <laughs> no man we gotta let us chomp down any ribs thing what should we ask which what would you ask the abacus god the abacus what you'd wanna what which door what's behind the door is the question right are you talking to me yeah I'm trying to do the logic the, the, some logic problem in my head here okay it's really good podcasting hold on <laughs> if you ask each of them which one is telling the truth if you ask the one who's telling the truth, he has to say himself. Or he has to say, he won't say the same answer as one of the others, right? No, that only works if there's two of them. Okay. There's three. So can you ask who... Because there's two of them, you say, which one are you telling the truth? You can figure it out that way. Because they both say me. Right? Oh. Because he has to lie. Isn't like, is he a liar? Or something? No. Yeah, it's it's something in there. You ask like you ask if the other guy's a liar. I, th- I think that has maybe the same outcome. Is what you're saying? I cast mirror image and go through every every tunnel at the same time. I ask the abacus who's lying because we can do two shits at the same time. I cast tele- telepathy <laughs> and I look at Stone Anne. You're Blizzy five of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I emerge much more masculine voiced. Deep, deep, deep voice. I'm gonna have to adjust to this. Deep voice. And how this affects our relationship. Chongo? There's three of us. Let's just all go to a door. Yeah. But then only one of us lives. It gets we'll see. Which one do you want? I think Blizzy 520. What? You want to. No. Yeah. I'm going in the abacus. <laughs> Wait, you can that's go. That's not a fucking. Do you think that's a wizardly circumspect fucking move? Yeah, man. <laughs> Roll the dice. Um, I didn't come here to do math. <laughs> you go in the abacus. I fucking. Uh, I, 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 I hold on to your hand. No way, man. We all got to do it at the same time. No, I'm holding one of your hands. So I can same time. Yank you back in from doom. No, man. Why not, dude? You pick another door. We figure it all out at once. No. Dive head We're in. We're a fucking team, dog. <laughs> Says who? We're adventurers, three. I don't trust you guys. We're, we've been friends for... I've only existed for five minutes. Not true. Five of twenty. I promise to take your ashes back to town and have you resurrected. Fuck off, dog. Let's just figure this out. You're the smart guy. Says who? Me. <laughs> I've known you for years. You've known you for five minutes. You have trust me on this deal. 520 doesn't buy that. Come on, dog. Cartwheels into the abacus room. 